0: All right then. Took a little bit to get the sliders pushed up. Welcome back to Fox Trotting in a Foxhole, Season Six, Episode Three, Number One Sixty Three Overall. Your full, your faithful host, Ken Harlan, here with another distillation of what's going on in the week of sports. How you all doing? A beautiful day here in Eugene, looking out the windows of Eagles Nest Two Studio A, trying to find something to watch. Going to settle on some MLB before MLS Saturday kicks in. Be able to watch some 360 and all that other stuff. If you don't know by now and you'd like to get on the MLS bandwagon, they have it for half off for the rest of the season. And that's including the League's Cup so you can watch Messi. All right. Anyhow, as always, we thank the folks at www.purpleplanet.com. Mixler for providing the tunes. The folks at Roden Zoom for providing wonderful tools for content creation for those around the planet, like myself. If you want to be on the podcast or sponsor it, ftinfx at gmail.com. All right, folks, let's get to it. It could be the COVID Chronicles, but it's not. It's still open face, but we will start off with a COVID story. So this is about the Spanish player. I think his name is Carlos. I written it down somehow it's not here on the outline. Not the, it doesn't really matter. But he's, I don't know what tier of the Spanish league he plays in, but he had complained after getting his second shot of Pfizer of myocarditis and said that was giving him issues. And he went in for a stress test and had a heart attack on the process. So, of course, the outkick and all the other wackos who think the jab are causing this things are really getting ready to circle the wagons Do not be surprised if you don't hear more about it this week, especially since this guy complained about it. But as I keep saying, once and always, so many other of us have had the jab and we're not dropping dead either. I think this guy had, you know, issues down the train as far as his heart is concerned. Anyways, as always, we'll be curious to see what kind of data comes out from there. You can expect some folks are definitely going to get on the bandwagon as far as this goes. Yeah. Stay tuned. Maybe bring a, a COVID Chronicles segment back if this gets legs. Okay. Meanwhile, let's talk about what else is happening as far as open face is concerned. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. Coming off of a historic run for them after being absent for many, many years. Hey, Luke Walton, how you doing? Well... They are definitely stepping out into the vanguard, shall we say. Now, this is, mind you, this is the G League team we're talking about. But yes, they have two ladies basically running the show. One is the GM and one is the coach. So, obviously, testing the waters, it may be the G League, but it's still pretty significant in terms of how the men are going to react having the ladies run the show. Good for the Kings. Good for taking a bold step. We'll see how it works out in terms of the results that are produced. At some point, we won't even be—we won't even care about what the gender is. Doubt if that's going to happen. How about Malika Andrews getting torched for doing her job? Man, I tell you, you folks on the internet, you need to check your privilege. We'll talk a little bit more about this in a closer look. But if you don't know if the draft was the other day, Big stuff there. We'll talk plenty about that in the NBA beat. But Malika Andrews and the kid from Alabama bringing up his transgressions. And, on, on you know, right as usual, the woksters turning on each other and somehow giving these players a wacky sense of privilege I don't get. But like I said, I got a lot more to say about that later. Let's keep blasting through my outline here. Okay, I don't even know what the F is going on here. A nine-year-old signing a six-figure deal. is in Snoop's uh, Pop Warner or whatever your junior football league? Why is someone giving a nine-year-old a six-year- six-figure deal? I don't care what kind of moves you're busting. I had a couple of great moves too when I was nine years old, but come on. How the hell do you even know what's gonna happen here in the next nine years? Is this world completely off the rails? A nine-year-old getting a six-figure deal? I mean, you're barely out of flag football. Man, I guess I gotta go on YouTube and see some tape of this kid, but even still, he's frigging nine years old, and you're throwing that kind of money at him already? What kind of perspective can you expect this lad to have? If he's already making more than most of us as a nine-year-old because he busted a couple of moves in Snoop's Pop Warner League and there's a couple of YouTube clubs up there and people are mesmerized. I don't freaking get it. I just think it's a world gone mad. Yes, we will definitely be getting some more data about this as it comes out because this is just insanity. Right, to the 10th power. Yuck. Okay, more insanity. So, what is this I'm hearing that Mr. Zook and Mr. Musk are going to meet in the octagon? Normally, I would say, who gives a rat's ass you know what about that? But, okay. It could be a freak show, and knowing both of these guys given how their company's fortunes have gone up and down in their public perception. Maybe they need to get their frustrations out better than beating up their girlfriends or wives or whatever the case may be. So this could be a spectacle into itself. Now you're gonna to have to have some other things on the card to make it worth our while, I would say, right? Because otherwise, you know, I'll wait for the YouTube clip to post. But if you can make it intriguing as far as similar figures, and an opportunity for them to get their frustrations out, they might have something here. Now, I'm not going to take it as anything that, from a competition standpoint other than watching these j- folks try to fuck each other up. Pardon my language. But, uh, yeah. Crazy world as far as open face goes. So, you know, they have that race, you know, it's where they race boats around the world. It's basically an around-the-world race, You know, copying from the Disco Biscuits, doing their Magellan thing. So you see those clips of the Orca attacking the boat and what would be obviously a harrowing moment for that crew. But the Orca is just like saying, you know, I'm not really down with this little competition you're having in my habitat. I might have to F you up. Wow, I know. Crazy things going on in the foxhole this week. Okay, I would be... Absolutely remiss if I didn't have a little opinion on the sub and the internet. Unless you're hiding under the rock, you know what the hell I'm talking about. You know, the group of sea bottom explorers that had to take a look at the Titanic and ended up in a very tragic mishap, you know, for lack of describing it any other way. Um, you know... Watching the moralists and the trolls in the internet saber rattle one another, it's, it, it's better than eating a blossom cream pie. Now, I personally try to uh, stay above this, um, you know, I mean, my roomie, for example, made a comment. And, of course, one of our friends from the bar had to get on her high horse, as she tends to do, because she's so well-traveled and knows better than us. No shot at getting served, but kind of. But, you know, all you people talking stuff about their rich and their privilege, privileged, y'all are broke as you know what. Honey, it doesn't matter. When you are rich and you have a mishap like that, people are going to hop on the bandwagon because there isn't such thing called the haves and the have-nots. And I don't know for you folks who are getting hired more moral, the have-nots have gotten pretty cranky over time. So, something like this is definitely, you know, stripping up a nice bucket of fried chicken with the sides for them as far as, you know, feasting on it. Not giving anybody a pass for it because, you know, it is in kind of poor taste and There were folks I've seen making comments that I was shocked coming from them, but it also gives you some insight in terms of people not really having a lot of compassion for some adventurous folks taking a risk in a submarine that wasn't certified. You know, from all discussions, this is like, what the f are you guys doing with that? Um, (laughs) yeah, but watching the battles on the internet, because you know the trolls. The Internet's like one hundred and seventy six and zero, but it cracks me up when the moralists try to push back, and you know they'll take it for a while. You'll have a couple who will fight for like you know four or five replies, and finally they just say enough already. I'm getting my, I'm getting too much abuse from these people, you know right? So, yeah. The moral of it, yes, this world is very effed up. Okay, what else do we have as far as the internet is concerned? Cause the internet has been on fire this week. And let's talk about my man, Carson Wentz. Winstylvania! Oh yeah, it didn't work out so well with the commanders, did it? Well, he's trying to figure out what he's going to do next as far as career-wise goes. So why not go out hunting with your buddies? I don't know where the hell it was. But he killed a bear with a bow and arrow. And right on time, the internet condemning him and doing all sorts of things now once again i'm not going to be on anybody's side as far as this goes up more here eating my popcorn i'm here for the comments and yeah it did not take long for people to get way up in carson's ass for me personally i'm just like man if you been that accurate in the games you played The commanders might have made the playoffs and I wouldn't be having this conversation. I'd be more looking forward to what you were going to be doing for them in 2024. But this is how Carson gets in the headlines. Killing a bear with a bow and arrow and getting many people angry with him. Okay, we'll close with this one. How about the Qataris? Yeah, that's right. Those folks that just had the World Cup, own my beloved PSG, and many other entities in the world Getting ready to make a huge splash. I mean, aren't they going to try to buy into the Mystics and um, the Wizards and maybe D.C. United? Now, what's happened with PSG whatever in terms of Champions League? But otherwise, the project's been kind of successful in terms of the visibility that it's brought. You have to wonder, what is the future of American sport If these offshore entities, as I've been talking about for how long, want to get involved and splash mad cash, how is that going to alter the face of American sport? Yes, as they say, interesting times we live in. And no shit, right? So I'm not sure what to make of this. I have to admit, I've been kind of busy this week, also dealing with some foot issues, so I didn't really have time to unpack exactly what the Qataris' intent is. But being a fan of PSG and watching the shenanigans that went on with the World Cup, getting obtaining the World Cup, I should say. Yeah, American sports is about to get that much more interesting. Okay, we will be back with a high view when we come back. Alright then, welcome back to the foxhole, waiting for a little MLS 360 to begin. Kind of uh, beat up today with my foot problems, so I'm going to like break up the drones. I I do have a tasty adult beverage. Please talk to my hipster friends with MLS starts. No Gulfstream 550, but we'll break up the drones to get the high view above campus. What is going on campus way this week? Oh, shite. A lot. I know the school year is over and this is a slow season, but the conversation always continues. Brian Kelly. Yes, that Brian Kelly. He has become the latest to speak out and basically say it's going to come down to Congress to settle this nonsense. He looks at things like California's profit-sharing proposal, which he thinks is asinine. He asks some legitimate questions, ones that we've brought up in the foxhole many times as well, that all this money being generated, what about Title IX? What about Division II? What about Division Three? What about 1AA? And there are all these great questions that nobody wants to talk about. I mean, it's like, oh, we got to empower the, the athletes. And as long as my team now has a shot to win a natty, We don't really want to answer the real elephants in the room. Oh, they should get paid. Who should get paid? We talked about last week the whole issue with exchange students, how they're getting frozen out. There are so many things that are, shall we say, undefined about this. And and there's a wild west category to all of this. What have we been saying? It needs guardrails from day one. And we have been proponents as well. If Congress has to get in, you are not going to like what the final resolution is. Not rocket science here, folks. This is the harsh reality. But when you see some of the big-name coaches, like Saban or Brian Kelly, they know. I mean, they'll obviously want to be able to compete. But I think they're a little bit, how should we say, in the panic room in terms of the kind of work they're now going to have to put out to be able to compete in this wacky world. You know, it's kind of akin to the U.S. and the USSR in the 1960s and the 50s as well, as far as the nuclear arms race goes. At what point do you exhaust everything in this never-ending quest for a natty? And if you have success, it's never going to be enough, right? And I think... The loss of control bothers these guys. That's where I get a little bit, I'm not going to say take the other other view. This is where I take a step back. Because I do feel there is control, but I don't know what level of empowerment the athlete should get. As I just talked about in the last segment, a nine-year-old getting a six-figure NIL deal, are you effing kidding me? You know, a clown show like Olivia Dunn making all that money. And where was she during the national championships? Nowhere to be found. Hey, but she's blonde and she's cute. I'm one of these people that wants a little sanity. So, while I don't want to be on the side of the big time coaches. I was out there saying this long before they opened their mouths. When they were like, oh, this is kind of neat. I knew this needed guardrails. Okay. Enough ranting about that. How about the Mountain West basically telling San Diego State, oh, you want to take your hat and run? Well, we're not going to make it easy for you. If it's an inevitable, fine. You're getting no exceptions, and if you don't play by the letter of the law, we're going to stick you monetarily. Makes a lot of sense. Everybody's playing hardball at this point. This is where we are course, we don't really know what the hell is going on with San Diego State, as we don't really know what's going on with our Pacific conference. Told you about Colorado, looking around the the pasture and thinking about its options. I'm not even more perplexed at the silence from Oregon and Washington. Obviously, the major dominoes. I mean, you know, I and several friends of the show, we just feel that It's a great opportunity for Phil to like remake college football by creating another template that everybody can follow. But I'm not sure he wants to do that right now. I think the lust of some of the other bigger names and the possible matchups and the ego that goes along with that is driving his thinking as opposed to being in the vanguard once again. I don't know. Really interesting because you still have a media rights deal. Still not really sure who's going to land where. Like a school like San Diego State and there are other decent West Coast programs who are itching to make the jump. But nobody is, as the guy says in JFK, aw shucks boss. Nobody's really talking. And that's what's going on here. And it's getting weird now that it is, what, June 24th? So we're almost in July. And... That means we're one month closer to when all hell breaks loose at the start of the twenty-four season. Just saying. How about T Boone Pickens, the gift that keeps on giving? I forget how many million dollars he he just, you know, somehow another bequaved to Oklahoma State. Too bad it's not really translating into nannies yet, but it must be nice considering that when I ride my scooter down bridge path and see all the suffering all this money can keep going to build facilities and IL deals. Like I said in the last segment, it's a world gone mad! Anyway, good for the cowboy, faithful. In terms of that Mr. Boone's large is still providing dividends. Now can they win an Addy somehow? Highly unlikely, but they're going to try. And when we talk about the Dallas Don't kid yourselves in terms of how big this thing has become. I mean, think about USF. And no, I'm not talking about the Dons of San Francisco. I'm talking about the University of South Florida. So we always like to joke, you know, some of those programs, they added water, built a football program, they added the university after that. But that said, they're not necessarily a program that moves anybody's needles, and if you don't follow stuff like those of us who have podcasts or are or in the business, wouldn't even know who the hell they are. $340 million they have raised for a stadium. That's that's not tip money, folks. That's a third of a billion dollars for a program that I guarantee you, I can go out here and people who watch sports, three of five of them couldn't tell you who they are. And the fourth one was like, yeah, I think so. But they get them confused with UCF and a Florida international. Just saying. Okay. So we've got party in Omaha. It's rocking. Too bad for Earl Roberts and Wake Forest. The party has come to an end as TCU and LSU respectively send them dispatch them. And obviously Florida knocks off TCU. So it's going to be LSU and Florida. SEC SEC schools battling for the top prize. Gee, what a freaking surprise that is. It's where all the money is. Not surprised that they have programs. You all know how much I complained about CESA not getting in. But they didn't sit there and say, yo, Harlan, F you. The cream obviously rose to the top of the end because Tennessee was in the mix as well. So what do you say about that? That's getting ready to kick off, but for me, I got the MLS up on my screen because that's what Saturdays are all about. All right. How about this one? Top prospect Alex Tui supposed to go to Gonzaga, says screw the Zags, and he's going to go play in, is it the Australian Developmental League? I don't even think it's a top-flight league, but it makes me wonder, since he is a top prospect, how much cheddar were they offering him to say, you know what, I don't want to be in Spokane. I'm going to kick it down under with my homies and my babes and live my best life, as they say. Interesting things going on. Okay, then you've got Gino, Geno A. And an already intriguing script has been created as far as NCAA women's basketball is concerned. Gino has confirmed that Paige Buchers is going to play in 23-24, which is even wonderful because all the talk about LSU's super team, maybe Gino has something to say about that. But of course, she has to stay healthy and stay on the court. But nonetheless, let's hope the best for her, and let's hope that along with our wonderful superstar in Iowa, that we have an even better women's college season on the horizon. And lastly, what about Les Miles? They're saying now that his wrongdoing may cost him a chance to be in the College Hall of Fame. Well, hello? Shouldn't that be the case? Have you been writing dirty? You shouldn't get honored no matter what you did, because what you did probably was built on writing dirty. Not rocket science. All right, folks, we'll be back with something interesting on the other side. Welcome back to the foxhole. After some uh, dilly-dallying, we got a little 360 going on. Brantley Wright Phillips and Sasha Kay and the lovely Miss Clark all chilling. Yeah, looking forward to a big night on the pitch. Getting to see LAFC in the Whitecaps a little later. But until then, time for one of our favorite subjects. Something you should probably know, or things that happened in the sports week this past week that you might want to know or care about. Well, big news, we had the third major of the year, lots of drama, former Duck, even though everybody that I talked to can't remember him being in Eugene. Hell, I'd have bought him a drink if I had known this was going to be the future for him but Mr. Hill, who complained about the late tea times, with Rory Boy, Ricky Fowler and others to win his first major of the LA Country Club, a property that apparently is valued at 8 billion dollars, but if you see where it's at. Ooh, that was another wrong tube. But yeah, it was pretty interesting give the kid a lot of credit Obviously, um, you know I was talking about LACC and some of those longer holes. The back nine being a bear that it was. Yeah, kid had nerves of steel, and in the end, Rory couldn't overcome a cold putter. Kind of interesting to see Rory finish second again, but if you know the sport and you major championships. Plenty of times that Tiger, Jack, and many other great golfers were, you know, either second or third. It is really hard to win a major. Congratulations to Mr. Hill. Obviously give the duck people something to rough their feathers about. It's one of their own, even if he was only here for a year, being able to thrive on the national stage like that. Great for his family being there. You know, with Ricky Fowler fading, you just gotta wonder, Is he ever going to win a major? But then again, Sergio won one, so anything is possible, right? But I just wonder, is Ricky Fowler going to be like, you know, 47 or 48 all creaky and all of a sudden put together four rounds of golf when we've completely forgotten about him and somehow won a major championship? It was fun while it lasted, right? And of course... What I did find encouraging, I'd be curious to see what the ratings say. But not the elephant in the room, but the tiger knot in the room. And how yet it seemed like the first two days nobody gave a shit. But in, in rounds three or four, it seemed like interest picked up and that life is gonna be fine without a Tiger. Still not the magic and the buzz that Eldrick brings, but nonetheless, it can still be a compelling weekend. Hey, Brooks Kepka, where were you? All that get boating. in the end. You are Bryson D. Anyways, it was a great weekend in L.A. Great showcase for having a major championship in Southern California. How about Tom Watson in the news? You know, as the merger takes away some of the specter and the rancor that comes with this live PGA merger, He's coming out and saying, hey, I want answers from the PGA commissioner about this. We all want answers. I want to win the lottery. I want to date with this interesting blonde woman I met in line from Britain. I'd like for her to come over and be my partner. Just because I want that doesn't mean it's going to freaking happen. Good grief. I want answers. And, okay, you were a great golfer and you had many moments and you're, I won't say you're in my pantheon, but some people would put you in the pantheon. But the fact that I'm not hearing that from Tiger, Jack, or Gary Blair, you need to just shut the hell up and deal with the new reality. I can't be any more blunt or frank when it comes to that, but sorry, Tom. The trains on the tracks, it is moving forward. There you go. I really like John Rahm taking the high road, right? You know, he's not dwelling on what could have been or what should have been or how hypocritical it is. He just says it's time to move on and play golf. And he's right because there's a lot of cheddar and lettuce to be made. Why sit there and bicker and get on the pulpit about things that are out of your control? What good does that do? Focus on winning as many championships as possible. Good for you, John. And how about, we're at the Travelers this week, which is always an interesting event after the U.S. Open. Hard luck Rory getting a consolation prize. He did have to his first hole-in-one. Good stuff there. And I can't almost shoot 59. Be a good entertainment for tomorrow, as far as watching the last run of that. Always an interesting event. Interesting course. Remember when it was in the Tiger Woods games way back in the day. Okay. What else do we have? Mad Max wins the Canadian Grand Prix, and the question becomes, like many others who are aficionados and experts in the sport are saying, it's becoming a yawner with Red Bull's dominance, in particular Mad Max. We talked about last week, can they go undefeated, and it's almost like the powers that be need to go in. Just like when Hamilton was dominating and level the playing field. So this could be interesting because we don't want to see him win every week. On the one hand, it is astonishing to take part in. But yeah, I think you need to level the field because when you start angering the folks that actually care and promote the sport, you got a problem. Okay, as far as Indy goes, Mr. Alex P, Mr. Pelu, makes it two in a row, winning at Road America. Quite a season he's putting together there. Um, How about the PFL? Let's talk a little controversy here. You know, right, the offshoot that break away from UFC and boxing and whatever the hell. They had to suspend two fighters because they were buddies and they were really interested in hurting one another, and just basically had a Floyd Money Merryweather <laughs> kind of night, kind of dancing and not doing anything. Well, kudos to the PFL for having some stones, just like saying, nah, man, it ain't that kind of party. You either get up there and fight and give people their money's worth, or we're going to come down hard on you. Good for them. You know, last week I was talking about All the enthusiasm, the Paris Olympiad, all the tickets sold, and what folks were saying, there's a big up job. Well, of course, like everything else in this lifetime, when everything is glowing in unicorns and you're getting to see unicorn poop turn into cotton candy, of course, someone's going to rain on the parade. And the offices of the Paris Olympic Committee were raided this week. There's a big corruption probe. Really be curious to see what the extent of that is. Yeah. You know, I was getting the feeling in the back of my mind like, going, man, this just seems too good knowing what kinds of shit shows have been going on with sports in that country for a while. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely be keeping your eye on that as far as that goes. Um, let's see here. Records continue to fall. Um, what is it? this is time the ladies, 1,500. Faith Kipion shaves off a second in the 1,500. Man, yeah, I told you about the cat doing a sub eight, two, you know, two in the two mile, and the blazing times, and the steeple chase. Yes, I have my suspicions, but those aside, are we in... T- store for an olympic to end all Olympiads coming up here in 2024 i mean the prelude is just sizzling as folks are you know sharpening their skills for their moment in the sun so in spite of you know whatever dark cloud may be hanging over this corruption probe and the you know the backers say don't worry about it and i'm not gonna worry about it but i do feel that We should be getting excited because I think we're going to see some really astounding stuff in the Olympics next go around. All right, folks, we're rocking and rolling, blasting through this. We're going to be back with a little post-finals hardwood report in the NBA beat. Alrighty, welcome back to the foxhole 06 03 163 FRL. Well, let's talk a little NBA beat, shall we? Obviously, the news was the draft, and Mr. Wumbiama, although it was a foregone conclusion many many moons ago, he is going to be with Greg Popovich and everybody on the Riverwalk, had their moment of glory. He's out there doing the tour, doing the interviews. Everybody's getting their first look at what he's about. Talk a little bit more about that in the closer look. But yeah, you know, really curious to see how him and Pop mesh. Can he live up the expectations? The confidence that emanates from him suggests definitely so. So great there. The ratings for the the Giraffe show. Posting record numbers. And I just have to ask why. Is this a matter of, well, gee, I had to see the moment when he got drafted because it's a history moment? I'm not understanding what the hype is. You kind of knew this was coming, maybe because you all haven't seen anything about him. You were tuning in, but I'm really perplexed at why the ratings numbers were so crazy, especially. Unless you're NBA hardcore, who the hell did you know outside of this? Now, maybe it could be, like with the NFL, even though I think it's kind of waned a bit in years, that with the Nuggets of winning, everybody has a, has a little more enthusiasm and optimism in terms of their team's chances and want to see what pieces they may be adding. I don't know. So... Prior to the draft, we had quite a bit of movement. Yeah. So the Suns acquire Bradley Bill. They send CP3 to the nation's capital. More on that in a second. Question is, are the Suns ready to unseat the Nuggets? Now adding Bradley Bill. Well, it is intriguing, even though just one of their pieces is going to miss the next season. You know. Tore some kind of uh, muscle or tendon. It's going to cause him to be out for the following year. I can't remember who it was. My bad. Um, back to the you know the Suns and being able to unseat the Nuggets or the Lakers or whoever else comes out of the West. Bill is an interesting piece along with John Wall. I don't know if bringing guys like that. Get you over the top, especially in Phoenix case. What are you going to do with Aiden? Yes Bonnie's gone, but Aiden's still a bitch Still a problem child Now if you can find somebody To take Aiden off your hands and you can get another piece. Yeah, maybe you Katie's one year older Mr. Brittle himself you know, who gets injured in the warm-up line. Some people, like the Skip Baylesses of the world, because he's got, you know, some kind of man crush on, on Katie, even though Katie despises him, are like, yeah, this puts him over the top. But to be quite frank about it, Mr. Book, who's really, you know, kind of, to me, the centerpiece of this all, you still have to convince me that you can make a deep playoff run without becoming Houdini. Just saying. <laughs> so no, the foxhole isn't buying the Suns already to sip the champagne in the city of Phoenix's misery as far as the Suns and the Cardinals. And, you know, yeah, the Diamondbacks won that one. That was so long ago, they might as well not have any love in, in, in the Valley of the Sun. So Draymond opts out to become a free agent. The the Warriors say they're still he's still in the plans as we talked about with Mike Dunleavy Jr. taking over, pretty much keeping you know somewhat intact the regime that put together the four championship run that the Dubs went on. I just think the numbers when it comes to him and Clay, and you know the other part of CP three CP three being traded to Golden State. You got older. Ask the Lakers. Getting older is not the freaking answer. I have a little bit more about this in the closer look. But yeah, all the old pieces, unless it's someone like Dame Dallahalla, more about him in a minute too, who can shoot the lights out, this is a young league. And to get deep in the playoffs, you have to have some greyhounds. Not rocket science. So let's talk a little bit Dame Dallahalla. So, with the Blazers taking Scoot Henderson as the third pick, can we safely say the Dame Dollar trade talk is over? No, it's not. Log is still having the summer for one. I think he's happy to have a young thoroughbred next to him. But I think the offers are going to be made because people see his shooting, even though I think he's long of the Two. And I wouldn't give up the farm for him if, if I was a GM. No disrespect to you, Dame De but you are, what, 35, something like that? So, as I've said, from day one, no shame being like Kobe, staying with the team that drafted you throughout your career, becoming an icon, you know, Basically, being on the Mount Rushmore, you boat Lucas, Clyde the Glide, you know stuff like that. That's that's fun. Charles Barkley is living a fantastic life, never having any champagne and not having any jewelry. So it may be okay. And who knows? Maybe with this kid that they drafted Henderson and some other astute moves, maybe the uh, the Blazers do make some noise. I mean, they cut off to quite the start last year, but of course, the clock struck 12 on that. Very intriguing where this goes moving forward, obviously. Okay, you got Killer Kuz opting out. Chris Middleton declining the $40 million option to become a free agent. With Killer Kuz, eh, I don't think anybody cares where he lands. He could be a complimentary piece. Like many of the baby Lakers, he's gotten better, but let's be real. Is he going to lead you to the promised land? KCP helped the Nuggets, so don't be talking trash like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, Middleton is a more intriguing one. Can you depend on his health as far as giving him the cheddar and the lettuce? I don't think so. Gosh, it's interesting with this Milwaukee team that went from like a potential dynasty many folks have got to firing their coach, Middleton out. We're not sure what Giannis's health is going to be like looking forward. They're looking like, well, Denver and all the shit you're talking. Look at the Bucks. how quickly things can go off the rails. Another big trade. Marcus Smart to Memphis and Persingas goes ends up in Boston. Stephen A. thinks Persingas going to Boston makes the title favorites. I don't know about all that noise, but I think it's interesting that the Celtics not tasting the champagne, something they've gotten accustomed to in Beattie Town, sending one of the main pieces away. Very intriguing there. Can't wait to see how this all plays out, especially with him going to Memphis and what that might do in terms of another challenger and maybe it will help ya and all that other nonsense. Instead of being, you know, baby Dobermans, maybe they actually become Dobermans with a bite. Time will tell. The Bulls confirm Mr. Ball, like we already knew, is going to be done for 23-24. Sad story there. Got some more to say about that later. Um, the Clippers are saying that Kawhi will be 100% for training camp. We don't care if he's 100% for training camp. We care if he's 100% in April and May, something that he rarely seems to be, especially since he became member of the DRIPS. Right? As Dennis Hopper says, am I lying? Okay. The NBA may be the latest league to taste Apple's fruit. Which, if... I like what's going on with the MLS being on Apple, but it's the MLS. The great MLS was being treated by other platforms. It could go only up. Accessibility-wise, and what people are willing to pay... I don't know how this flies, but then again, I don't know Google taking over the Sunday Ticket. We're definitely entering the new frontier, so we'll just have to see. Okay, that's what's going on on the hardwood. Now so we're in the dead season, but you no know, free agency is coming up, so we'll have plenty to talk about in the, in the weeks to come. We'll be back for the Nightfall of Diamonds on the other side. Welcome back to the Foxhole, taking a peek at bottom-dwelling inner Miami with the mercurial Philadelphia Union Zeros. Everything's in the first, second minute, so we're just kicking off MLS Saturday. Don't have the other monitor up since I'm in Eagle's Nest to Studio A, so I don't know what's going on as far as the College World Series goes, but we'll try to get an update before this. Podcast is over. I'm doing a nice 2 ten- No, actually, we're out inclined. Usually it's 2 towels. We're drinking an incline. Probably shouldn't with our foot problems. But, hey, it's a quiet Saturday. And I can't do anything but do the podcast, watch soccer, and talk a little trash. So, let's talk. Oh, wait a man. Let me get my Grateful Dead reference in. I thought it was interesting. I've got a good friend of mine. Used to live here in town. Wonderful lady. I used to think she was my sister, but, you know, we've grown far apart. She's going to see this news factory, and she's talking about how, yeah, I'm going to a dead, and it's, like, making me excited, like, you know, going to my first show all over again. And it took everything in my power not to say something snarky about, yo, Heather, this is not going to see the dead. This is going to see a clown show, and you should be ashamed of yourself. My friend Kimber taking a road trip with her son to see extra shows. What the ep is wrong with you people? Are you that void of an experience in your life you gotta go chase this nonsense? All right, that was uncalled for and harsh, but yeah, I gotta like bit somewhere. They don't listen to the podcast so I can get away with it. Ow! Okay, let's get to the real life full of diamonds, shall we? Mr. Manford, calling out the A's Faithful for years of inaction. He could kind have of walked it back, basically saying he was being sarcastic, but he's not. And the fact is, you shouldn't have to walk it back. If you all had put people in the seats, even in that dil- dilapidated ballpark, someone would have rode to the rescue. And who knows? The current owners might have stayed there, and some of the various concepts would have come to fruition. Who's kidding who here? Everybody stop lying to yourselves, okay? I mean, and then this notion of Dad's been saying, if they do leave, the A should, the name should stay in Oakland. Newsplash, the team started in Philadelphia, and Connie Mack had quite a bit of success. No, stop it, people. Don't get all sentimental. There were plenty of times from the folks to Oakland to put some asses in the seats and make things happen. I don't know how many times I have to say it until I'm blue on the face. The Bay Area obviously cannot support two teams. That is why the Raiders are in Las Vegas. That's where the A's are going to be there. It's okay. It's not a crime against you. It's not a shame on your fandom. That's just the way economics and people's attention spans go. Sometimes it's only a one-horse town. Okay. And Manfred also Coming out, because the Dodgers and the Astros are locked in a big series right now. Obviously, that's a raw spot for Dodger fans and many fans of the games with the cheating scandal. And Mr. Manfred coming out lamenting the way he handled it. Well, yeah, you. I don't know. At this point, can we just get past all of that? You, You had small balls. When you had a chance to really come down and make a statement, you didn't. The Astros have since validated themselves. There's nothing really to see here. Yeah, you can on the sort now, but it doesn't change anything. Only they make Dodger fans like myself more irritable. Just shut the fuck up and move on. Okay. How about the Rangers? Speaking of the Astros leading the AL West by six and a half games. Are we surprised by this? Well, no, I'm not, because didn't I tell you all the Rangers would be a playoff team? Despite even some of the injuries, I don't know if they could sustain a a six-and-a-half game lead, but this is not shocking, considering the ambitions that the Rangers had going into the season. Yeah? Um, Okay, Mr. Reyes, I was talking last week. Well, he went five for five on Monday to get to 400, and as we went into today's action. He is hitting 402 on July 24th. Yes, we are taking notice. We all know that when we get on the other side of like, you know, July 21st, you know, the pressure starts to build. But this guy's still raking. And hey, Ted Williams, somebody might be joining you. Long ways to go, but, you know, getting his average back over 400 and climbing, definitely something to keep an eye on. About Mr. Ratani. You know, basically, Babe, who? He leads the majors in home runs and slugging percentage. So, is he going to hit 50 home runs? He just might. And he's doing it on the mound. We're blessed to be living in these times. Need to watch more Angel games to see this dude in action because he's really making it happen. Told you earlier about. Teams just being red hot. I think where I said in the preview that I did for the online folks, the Reds have won 12 straight. <clears throat> the one cat with a cycle who's just tearing things up. They're leading after being dormant, leading the Central. Great things going on in Cincinnati. We already talked about Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Now Cincinnati becoming another one of these. Teams that have been in the doldrums making a lot of noise. It's a good thing to see. The Giants, after stumbling, after winning 107 games a few years ago, they've won 10 out of 11, and now they're right there. Of course, the Diamondbacks still being up four and a half games is really intriguing. What is that party going to come to an end? Dodgers are struggling, but we have to say, Clayton Kershaw ain't. 9-4 9-4 with a 2.72 ERA. Watch that game against the Angels. I mean, people are saying it's velocity's the best it's been in years. So I watched it the other night. I'm not like I was thinking, okay, this is the point where you know Kershaw starts to fade. He said they're throwing, you know, darts. Dodgers. Make sure that man gets rest. Do not overuse him. Because you still should make the playoffs even with your stumble. And if he's pitching like this, maybe they sneak out of the fog. Stranger things have happened. Okay. What is the feeling in Beantown? Been a tough, you know, smart leaving. The Bruins choking. And the Red Sox, actually three games over 500. But in last place, 12 games out. And don't be snickering, Yankee fans, because you're a half and a half games out. All about the Bethel Jays and the Orioles. Yeah, the birds making it happen. <laughs> More ways than one. Something to be concerned about we now know that Mr. Judge, you know, the, the modern Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris all rolled in the one, has a torn ligament in his toe. It has no time timetable. Oh, you know who I am when people start getting these injuries after putting up these incredible numbers. Suspicions, suspicions start to generate. We'll leave that alone for now, but not a good thing for the folks in the Bronx, Mr. Judge, starting to break down a little bit. I think it is going to be cool. Speaking of my good lady friend that I've met over in England, Hopefully she goes to, she's wise and she goes over to see the Cards and Cubs because they're going to play in London next year. I don't know if the English are going to give a crap about MLB showcasing itself there, but nonetheless, it'll be a lot of fun. If the Foxhole had its act together, we'd go see our lady friend over there and take some of that in and catch some pitch action as well. But hey... That's why you all need to contribute to the foxhole. You can always sponsor us. Love to go on a world trip one of these days. Okay, begging aside. What do you think about the Pirates City Connect uniforms? You know how I've just been a vocal critic of most of these concepts. Eh, I don't know about this one. You know, it does pay homage to, you know, the shocking yellow. You know, especially with the 1870 style cap of, you know, the we are family days. You still get that sense, but not but not really. I mean, the color's there. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a bright yellow jersey and black pants with, you know, what is it, PIT. So some people like saying it's fire. I'm like, yeah, not so much. But it isn't crap like the Orioles ones are, okay? And some of the other ones, like the Giants. I'm just like, I saw them wearing theirs last week. I was like, somebody's got to like... Besides myself, think these are absolutely hideous. Okay. Well, well, well. Let's get on the Sam Boni. Not a lot to talk about in the NHL, because the lights definitely go out here. And since we don't have an NHL correspondent to like enlighten us as far as what some of these offseason moves actually mean, we do know this. The Kamish has come out and said he wants to put it into the specialty sweaters. You know, they've done all kinds of cool stuff, you know, paying homage to like baseball teams of early in the century and all kinds of other cool stuff. But translation, read between the lines. This whole thing with the pride jerseys has gotten so much stank and created so much animosity and has become a really you know acrimonious conversation. Yeah, I think he's trying to get out front just like say, yeah, we're going to do away with this nonsense just stick you know with the traditional stuff that we do make our money not piss people off you know as what it uh, what did branch rookie used to say about uh, well not branch rookie but actually um, O'Malley used to say about Leo de poison at the gate and I think as I said last week to you know a certain level this is poison at the gate and you shouldn't be tuning away customers. Just make it everybody's welcome, being an asshole isn't. Not rocket science. Okay, so we have the early, early post-championship power rankings. And all we really need to know here is the defending champs are one, but they are looking at the Devils as being two. Wow, Boston, not getting a lot of love there. All right, folks, we will be back with a beautiful game life as the Philadelphia Union just put one up on the messy list in Miami. laughing this person i got to know also on the internet says hey can i see you today so i say let's do a video chat well i'm too shy for that i'm like well if you want to see somebody wouldn't you be okay with having a video chat yeah this is what you get for talking to people on the internet all right oh i know they might listen to this podcast and hear this and come back. They're all kinds of flamedy words beef. But this just like friendly. We're not even talking about anything weird like that. Just somebody I just met and we talk about whatever. Um, Let's talk some beautiful game live, shall we? Okay, the USA defeats Canada to win the Nations League. Even with missing some of its firepower. A very impressive performance. Obviously, a lot of... I don't know, fall out with the decision to bring Mr. G.B. back. But great stuff for this group of kids. Would like to see them have some success beyond CONCACAF. But they have shown that they are bossing CONCACAF. Looking forward they're playing in Jamaica tonight. You know, whenever if I get this podcast out on Saturday, which I'm hoping to. But otherwise, read my mind. Tune in, 7 o'clock. It's probably on Univision, which I still don't get in terms of, aren't you trying to grow the game? Make the snub so we can watch it. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, very cool for the U.S. There's a lot of work, a lot of not to so untie. But I think what was looking gloomy two months ago is looking quite rosy right now, as far as the United States men's national team is concerned. Talking, you know, we'll see what's going to happen with the women in the World Cup. Is, even with the injuries, they're loaded to the bear. They're looking for their 3 so we'll be keeping an eye on that. And I, uh, I got to say, I've been wrong again. I didn't think Ancelotti would take the Brazil job, but he will take the Brazil job after the 24th season. Look out, folks, as far as the 26th Cup goes there. Maybe getting Neymar and Marquinhos some of these other clowns in line so they can make a run, and we won't see the river of tears. Okay, the crazy season. Christopher and Cuckoo finally joins Chelsea. Some good news there. Um, his former PSG mate Mbappe doing his usual bullshit, as always. Yeah, I don't even know what to think about this guy anymore. In terms of, you know, he told us this was going to be a quiet summer, but instead, Mr. Wambayama, please don't be a bitch like Killian and be on the Waffle. Show me you've got more stones than this punk ass kid does. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would like to see him stay in Paris. But but you know what, if QSI decides to sell them to Real Madrid and end this nonsense and get a boatload of cash and they can actually fortify the team, because after all, you haven't won UCL in the time you've been here, so it's not like, what are we really missing? If you're a PSG fan, that is. Okay, who else is going on? We don't know where Harry Kane is going to land. got Bayern, Manchester United. Even PSG, all sorts of folks. I guess it's clear he's not going to return to the Spurs, but the question is where is Harry King going to land? He's got some good football after him, so depending on the situation, this could be a good thing for someone. Then, okay, you have Mr. Conte leaving Chelsea. He's going to join Mr. Benzema over there in Saudi. Why not grab that money? You know, somebody else signed for a record deal. Somebody I'm not familiar with, but they're putting together quite an assembly of talent. So we'll see how much visibility we start to see with some of these big names coming over there. Give the MLS a run for its money. Speaking of the MLS, I don't know what I think about this. With my man, Mr. Bell. That's right. the Winning this championship along with all the other jewelry he has with LAFC, telling Messi, dude, don't worry about it. Fans accept losing a lot easier here, and there'll be less pressure on you. Now, while there is more than a kernel of truth to that, we got other sports here. MLS is not live or die, even though I think the supporting group's like with my LAFC and some of the other teams will argue otherwise, it isn't the same psychotic nonsense that's associated with Europe. I mean, crap. Mbappe, for all of his faults, he wasn't out of line calling out the Paris fans for the way they treated Messi. I mean, yeah, you didn't win UCL, but heck, they won. Ligue 1, both years he was there, and <laughs> kind of a ghost in year one, but was pretty good in year two in spite of, you know, kind of mailing it in after the World Cup. So, and, you know, the, I, and the trials and tribulations the Barcelona fans went through that, hoping he would return, and just, you know, the whole Pessy, Pinaldo, everything these guys do is scrutinized. Okay, all those things are true. But what's also true? Somebody of his stature coming to MLS, you don't think everything he does is not is going to be scrutinized here? Since he's bringing the old folks home with them, because Moosex is joining him, and I'm sure some other folks are, are well are going to join him as well. But You don't think all these hardcore Euro fans, like yeah, you see, they're going to come over here and show you guys what's up? It's really weird because he's not going to play until July 21st when the League Cups begins. And I guess with Inter-Miami being so far south, they might as well be in Uggland, right? You know, or, or, or Christchurch, as far as how far south they are in the standings, why waste them? Maybe, you know, make a run in this cup and, you know, build some buzz that way. But I guess idea of Kristen Bell saying, hey, dude, don't worry about it. They don't care about it. MLS fans may not be as judgmental, but everybody else in the crazy soccer world, as far as the online bus is concerned, will. And I do believe that he will be scrutinized even more here because news people, the MLS isn't a joke, and he's not going to like just sit here and blaze through especially being long of the tooth and low on motivation. Okay? I know you're like, oh, yeah, he's just going to fucking tear the league up. He's going to get his homies. Nah. As, you know, As I've talked many times, ask Prelo, ask Kaka, ask Rooney, ask all, even Salon so You don't come over here and start winning titles. What Bell did, Bell joined a team that was really prime after Five years of building a project and a concept to actually win. And he was along for the ride. (laughs) Okay. I mean, yes, he played a pivotal part in actually, you know, that championship game. But his actual productivity remains to be desired. Yes, I said it. Come at me, folks. F-T-I-N-F-X at gmail.com. But no, this notion like, yeah, dude. We're just here for the ride. Come on, man. Okay, so I think what's really cool though is the Club World Cup is going to be in the U.S. in 2025. It's going to be expanded. Man, you got to think it's not going to be a cheap ass ticket to get into that party, right? But I'm, it's going to be cool to see all of these squads playing in you know these badass stadiums we have here. Real Madrid is already part of this, and I think Bayern and Manchester City. So, yeah, I'd like to see, you know, MLS cl- club make some noise there, and we'll see what happens as far as that goes. But that's going to be expended to 32 teams. But, yeah, you know it is not going to be cheap. Okay. As far as the MLS is concerned, LAFC regains its form with a big win over Seattle, You know, and they got a win midweek as well. So what was a sinking ship, no submarine jokes, you know, needed for here. They are very buoyant right now. And in fact, they are leading the West Coast. I mean, the Western Conference, as far as being the top of the table. 32 points to St. Louis City's 29. So as bad as LAFC has played, two wins. Everybody's out there with their championship tequila boxes flexing again. Gee, big surprise there, huh? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? The Timber stumble with a bad loss at home. Kai Kamara doing Kai Kamara kind of things. Still kind of weird to see how that went down. FC Cincinnati leads by eight, and nobody gives a shit. And right now, they are actually losing to D.C. United on the road 2-0. So... Mr. Rooney likes saying, hey, Ken, you just dissed me, but look at my boys right now. But with it being in the 25th minute, there are, there's plenty of time for FC Cincinnati to turn into a, uh, FC Cincinnati, but DC United to turn into a pumpkin. Okay. And unfortunately, I'm not happy about this. Weston McKinney and Sergino Des getting suspensions for the Mexico. Fuck melee. Are you kidding me? Screw you, cock and cap. These punks start all this nonsense, beat us, and then when we actually respond to it, you're going to come down and wag the finger at us? When are you going to start banning these hooligans for that stupid chant and all this other stupid bullshit? Yeah, not liking that. All right, folks. We're going to take a break in many ways. One... And we'll be back with a closer look and then the NFL report to close it out. But yeah, we're rocking this. Ah, what's up? righty. D.C. United with a 2-0 lead over FC Cincinnati. Columbus giving Nashville the business. Philadelphia taking care of business. The Rebs and TFC 1-1. Bob Bradley having a moment. Great night for MLS soccer. So let's get to a closer look. Time to opinionate, vent, editorialize, whatever. Let's start out with the Wimby factor. Mr. Wambiyama coming stateside finally. He's going to be followed by Brawny and others. My question is, how does the torch get passed? On the one end of the pipe, LeBron... Chris Paul, KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond. Getting cut kind along of with the tooth. And in the middle, you've got guys like ya, ja, even though he's got his problems. Trey, Luca. I'm not gonna count the nuggets, because the nuggets have delivered. Guys in Boston, where do they fit? With this next wave of stars that have the potential to rule the league for the next decade and a half, at least, it's almost kind of like you have these people in a sort of no-person's land. Well, they've been pretty good waiting for their moment, and now they're already about to be eclipsed by possibly. I mean, we have to actually see what this next-gen's going to do. I mean, you know, let believe everything, people who scouted Mr. Wambayamba, he could do everything, but flying Noah's Ark up in, in the mountains of Turkey, but he could do everything else. So, and yeah, brawny There's going to be a lot of hype. Some of the kids that came in this draft, the NBA, it's one of those good problems to have. But you have to wonder what's it going to be like for these guys who've been waiting their turn while this generation, starting with LeBron, you know, LeBron at 38, he's ruled the roost for quite some time. And he's not necessarily done yet either. Same with Clay. Well, not Clay, I mean Steph, sorry. Clay, you're just along for the ride at this point. And same with you, Draymond. But as a nucleus, if they can somehow find the accounting to, to keep them together. Obviously, Luca, if you can put the right pieces around him. Kyrie, oh Kyrie, although come on. But nonetheless, you have to still have him in this conversation. And it all makes you wonder what the next gen NBA is going to look like. And How are these guys going to feel or react if all of a sudden they're eclipsed overnight? Something to think about. Speaking of, somebody who should probably be in this conversation, but isn't, life on Mount Zion. I've been staying away from all this nonsense with what's-her-face, Mariah, this porn star, and all this kind of stuff. I, you know, I bring up all these guys. I'm not a moralist here. Whatever people want to do as far as getting their freak on. But life would be so much easier, right? You know, go into a brothel and handing out some, you know, you know, non-disclosures, NDAs, as opposed to getting yourself wrapped up in these tawdry-ass situations. I mean, this chick was threatening the club. I'm gonna drop, you know, our porn videos. I'm tattooing his name on my face even though he's got a baby mama and I'm pissed because she's getting the shine and I'm not. Like I asked last week, should the panels just say it's been fun but not that fun and cut their losses? And what's gonna happen with this guy? Even if they do cut their losses, who wants to take on this headache, which every day seems to spawn some other turd that's stinkier than the last one? I don't know, right? You're sitting there looking around this, and when he came in, and even when he is healthy and on the court, he has the ability to be a game changer. And, I mean... Let's be honest here. All the bullshit aside, if he could be healthy, he could give this incoming group moment to like say, hey, your time, man? It's my time. I'm i b I'm gonna be a dominant one. But if so much of a shit show surrounding him, you know that isn't a possibility at this point, right? I don't know. Life is very interesting on Mount Zion for sure. Okay. Let's Go back to the Malika Andrews thing. You know, I'm not a big fan of ESPN and its desire to be more woke-focused than actual people who know the game. I get inclusion and in trying to have a diverse set of faces. Man, she's done all right. You know, in spite you know the circumstances that put her there, let's not in the sword for, for Rachel Nichols. Rachel wasn't bad, but you didn't watch the NBA because of the, the insight Rachel was giving you. Now, this idea that we can't call these guys out, whether it's Zion, whether it's this kid you know from Alabama, who's already talking, yeah, I can see the Hornets in the, in, in the uh, NBA Finals. Look at your asses in jail. Why are we so... Where in This world, I was saying it earlier, the haves and have-nots. Why is there a certain segment of the have-nots that feels they have to protect these guys from the troops, especially when they fuck up and get themselves in trouble? That's fair game. You're a public figure. People have a right to ask those questions. Now, this particular situation, a little bit, you know, murky, but nonetheless, that's her job. And some of these people on the internet getting on their high horse need to check their privilege. And why are you protecting this person? Do you think for one minute Zion is going to go out and buy you a Hardee's cheeseburger for having his back? Buy you the the latest Jordans? Of course not. These people don't give a fuck about you, but yet you're the first to be saying they're wrong. And Yeah, man. another case... You know and even you know calling her calling her an uncle Tom basically and selling out her people Or someone said, yeah when it's time to, to stop on another black man, there's Malika Andrews I'm like, really I mean I don't know what kind of work thinking produces this kind of nonsense. I don't really care, but it's nonsensical if you ill and you're involved in some shady stuff, whether it's a draft or whatever the situation is gonna be. Just like the whole thing with Skip Bayless. Even if he's not really a journalist anymore, he was at one point, and part of their function is to like report and, and bring up the talking points. Sometimes they're not favorable to athletes, but hey, be you know, you know, guys like LeBron, like him or hate him, they don't get in trouble. They may say some stupid things and have some political views that go against the grain. Be more like those guys and be less of a jaw, Zion. I mean, I don't know what to say about this kid from Charlotte, right? You know, the Alabama guy. See, I'm not even thinking about his name because do something before I I start talking about you and dropping your name. The whole thing with the gun, I don't know what the, I mean, the whole thing is just like. But the kind of out, lash that Malika got is absolutely ridiculous and like this guy needs protecting he's just he's just about to sign a contract with the Hornets under new ownership he's a little bit large he doesn't need you having his back and (laughs) better yet I doubt he gives a shit what you think so the idea of trying to call Malika and uh, Uncle Tom and selling out our people. Man, put down the endo, put down the Xbox controller, go outside and go for a walk in the park and maybe clear your brains out and actually have some level thinking before you s- hit send on the keyboard. I don't know, that's just what the foxhole thinks. You give me your opinion. F-T-I-N-F-X at Closing it out here, number one sixty three. Well, well, well. What do we got here for the NFL report? I know we're halfway through June, people. Almost time for camps to open. We'll be that long before the Hall of Fame game go, comes off, and you know, once that happens, life FTI in FX land becomes more glorious. A lot more to talk about, even though we still managed to get an hour and a half of talking points in every week, even in the slow period. Kudos to us. Okay. NFL is doubling down to ensure fools finally understand the zero tolerance policy with gambling. You know, I guess it's ridiculous that they have to, because I know this is something they've always emphasized, but obviously these rockheads, oh man, I didn't even know this was a problem and that the league has to go to drastic measures, basically, even talking even harsher penalties, you can't be fooling around with the integrity of the game. I know you Rockheads don't get it, or whatever, or you've got nine baby mamas, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's this how says, am I lying? Whatever puts you in a position, whether you're a gambling addict, or you're trying to make some more scratch to cover your back end. Gambling ain't good, especially gambling on your team or on NFL games is only get you get you into trouble. And if the league has to become even bigger assholes in in terms of enforcing that more power to them. Yeah. Alright. Well, I guess the commander's vote is finally going to happen. We are talking now 720. As far as, I mean, it's pretty much rubber stamp. Josh Harris is actually gonna he's just going to um, buy a stake in Joe Gibbs Racing, which means I suspect Joe Gibbs will probably in turn be an advisor to the new administration that'll make folks in Washington happy. Well, you know, I've talked a lot in the crystal ball, but you notice I haven't talked about the Commanders. And I don't, cause I don't. You know, I'm a big Commanders fan, you know the Redskins and blah blah blah. So I don't, don't want to make this, you know, be sitting here talking about my teams all the time, even though the Commanders find a way to get themselves in the headlines. Although it has been quiet lately, and that's a good thing. But let's get the crystal ball for them. And you know what? I don't. The crystal ball is so cloudy. It is really hard to say what 2023 looks like for them. Right? Sam Howell appears to be QB1, although Jacoby Brissett is giving him lots of competition. Eric Bianami taking over for Scott Turner. Everybody's fired up there. But it, it's the Commanders! And they can screw up a microwave burrito, as we've seen, whether you're a fan or not. And so it's hard for me to to know whether this is four and thirteen or ten and seven, it's they have the potential to win ten or eleven games, but they've always done that and have failed to produce. I think Josh Harris taking over could signify a new day and the carpet may change. But I'm from I'm from Missouri, you know, born in Kansas City, the Show Me State. I, show me, and I'll believe. Until then. I'm just going to say I have no idea how this scenario plays out. (laughs) He, 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 he. You know, how about the dolphins? This is looking at the crystal ball. This whole story came out with Tua taking up, you know, jujitsu and other forms of martial arts. Well, that, what, are you going to give somebody a karate chop so you don't uh, get, get concussions? That aside, man, I talked about them earlier. I'm looking at them again. You know, earlier in with a you know, series of podcasts and to me this is another one where the crystal ball is cloudy. We don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Mr. Hill you know him right he'll he'll get I mean Devontae Adams gets acquitted now they're investigating Tarek Hill for domestic violence or some kind of battery something stupid. So they have the weapons. That division is very ripe, but like the commanders, like you're just talking about, there's a lot of reasons not to believe in them. And so here, the crystal ball stays cloudy as well, because this could easily be a six and what would that be? Six and eleven, or eleven and six. Either way, but of course you could say that about many teams. But I really feel that way about the Finns. Just saying. Okay. You know, this you know, these guys are the whole issues. I brought it up with the whole life of Mount Zion. And, you know, we're looking at Hill, and even you know, Devontae Adams getting exonerated. Man, these guys never learn. You know, you're making and seeing them out some money. Just build a wall around you and your homies. Tell your homies if you're on the gravy train shut the fuck up and enjoy the crystal. And not get get into every not get into a fight with anybody that fucking you know you know mad mugs you. Whew. Okay, let's let's be let's talk some positive stuff here. So this whole notion of Mr. Cook, recently departed from the Vikings, and D. Hop, they want to be a package deal, and that's intriguing because I think a team adding those two assets, depending on who they are. Could be very dangerous, but do you think they're going to give a team a hometown a hometown discount, which will allow a team to pick both of them up? I mean, what was D Hop's last number twenty two six, and Cook? Even though the running back position is becoming extinct in terms of your know, premier back, you got to figure he's definitely still worth a lot of lettuce. So. How does a team absorb those two without them having a cap friendly deal? And if you know these guys, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't giving shit back. You know, I got to get what I'm worth. And then you have Melvin Gordon, a journeyman running back. He says that his position is the worst to play in the league. And what does the Fox all say? He ain't wrong as we've talked about endlessly in the offseason about running back by committee, I mean, shit. Are we surprised nobody's gone after Zeke or any of these guys? You know, as somebody who grew up, you know, in the age of the running back, this is interesting times we're living in. And you have to wonder how quickly does this transcend to other positions? You know, as teams get more creative... And there's a lot of talent out there. You've got two developmental leagues going right now and eyeballs on them. you got Canada, all sorts of stuff, big money in college. So, yeah, I get the feeling we're going to see more and more by committee as opposed to tying your cap up. You know, obviously, you got to have the dude behind center. He's going to get money because you can't skip there. But in other areas, if you're smart and you have a good eye for talent, just saying. Okay. Don't you find it interesting that it's all quiet on the Kyler front? I think that's a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of interesting questions about the Cardinals with new regime as far as coaching goes there. But it makes me wonder, is he being serious right now? And, you know, and hell-bent to tell everybody who's doubted him to F off. One can only hope if you're a Cardinals fan. How about Kelsey? The Chiefs, you know, they just got their bling. And, you know, they are becoming one of the more obnoxious teams on the planet. Not even a question there. But I do like Kelsey basically telling Jamar Case to shut up and don't ever diss Mahomes. Not that I want to give Kelsey any props. But my thing is, Jamar, win something. And when you guys met, yeah, it was close. But last time I checked, it's the Chiefs that have the uh, bling with the six hundred and thirteen diamonds or whatever it is. So, you know, like the like the Nuggets, go out there and win it. And even if you get on our nerves, we will be forced to listen. Until then, we don't really want to hear from you. Deal? Okay. you got to wonder about Russell Wilson. Does he have a plant in the media? Boy, I tell you, there is such a redemption campaign. Like, wait till you see Russ. Wait till you see Russ. For somebody that gets vilified as much as he does, he has an equal amount of folks who are just like so hell-bent on trying to tell us he's going to prove the world wrong. Ah, oh, boy, it's a lie. June 24th, excuse me. Getting closer. Some intriguing storylines, I tell you. Then you've got a Rod who says, A-Rodge has always got something interesting to say, hey, shrooms and acid should be legalized. Well, as good as that would be, I'm not sure we want to have certain people with uh, weak facilities gobbling up lots of molly, lots of vitamin A or psilocybin, It'll be good for uh, the mental health business and the practitioners there, but society-wise, I'm not so sure. You see the Lions alternate helmet they came out with? Oh, another team that's just really getting on my nerves. You know what? Win something before getting all gaudy. You really, I'm telling you, the curtain's being drawn for a colossal... Lions being the Lions. But you know what? I'll just shut up and let reality play itself out. Okay. Lastly, you know, uh, the one gal who just got lauded for her exploits, the lady from Mexico, I believe is when they won the flag football competition globally. Makes me wonder, could a women's flag football league actually flourish? I mean, the whole thing of trying to do tackle and lingerie isn't going anywhere. But like with women's college basketball, the athleticism and the creativity that can, that goes on there, yeah, it's possible that you could get some eyeballs there and you can get some traction with the right funding. I mean, I don't see it being huge, but I definitely think it's something that could gain traction. Okay, let's do this. Let's get it. It's TMCA time. The Stainless Bowls of the Stinky Varieties for people whose actions, misdeeds, or just being themselves earn that distinction in sports this week. What do I start off with? I'm talking about Stephen A. Austin, assistant bowling coach. His wife is the actual coach. Getting his freak on and losing his job and saying, well, I didn't break a law. Come on, man. There are so many girls up on these campuses. Why do you have to screw up your livelihood? In this case, your wife being the main coach like they said, these idiots never learn. You get two XLs of the smelliest varieties. Come on, man. I'm going to give Killian Mbappe three. He's going to get three XLs. Stop with the drama and actually just deliver. If you want to go to Real Madrid, force your way out and be the bitch that you are. Otherwise, shut the hell up, do your thing, and let the ball fall in QA, QSI's lap as far as what your future looks like. But stop holding everybody hostage. You claim you're above this and it's all lies, but it's your camp that's putting this nonsense out there. Yeah. I'm going to give three XLs to Zion and Mariah Mills both. We shouldn't be subjected to this garbage, right? I'm going to give an XL to LeVar Ball. He said his boys were going to change the face of the NBA. what was Zo basically done? Melo, you know, having injuries. And the other one, not even making noise. Yeah, and the shoe that was supposed to change the landscape. None of that happened. Okay. I'm going to give two XLs to Deadspin for suggesting the A's rebrand when they go to Vegas. Like the Philadelphia A's, yeah, Kansas City A's, whatever, but the Philadelphia A's had no history. Oakland, by virtue of not putting enough fannies in the seats, do not get to keep the A's name. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to give an XL to awful Announcing for asking the stupid question, will Wambiamba and the Spurs actually be worth watching? Well, if the draft just got record ratings, of course you're going to be worth watching. Lastly, we're going to give Mr. Manfred walking back his comments about A's fans. You don't have to walk back the truth, bro. <laughs> you know, and the whole thing of, you know, falling on your sword years from the fact of the strokes. I'm going to give you two XLs. Come on, man. Grow, grow some stones here. Okay, this is another week of the foxhole. We're rocking and rolling it. Getting closer to football season. Interesting things are on the horizon, hopefully. Hopefully my foot gets better so I can enjoy some of this weekend. But in the meanwhile, all of you be safe. Enjoy some adult beverages. Get out there and have some Sunday fun. See you anywhere from five to eight days.